about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Right. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, that's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll. Welcome to episode 28 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, two stripes. This is Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, one stripe. So, Philly, today we're going to be talking about the promotions. Not just our promotions, but uh, promotions of our friends across the uh, country. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start out with a story from a guy. I told him I would uh, he would be anonymous. So, we're just going to say his name rhymes with schmug schmaluder mm-hmm. okay so uh could be anybody could be anybody yeah. uh, so so schmug he uh he goes to his promotions and uh what do you think what do you think happens what do you think he forgets his gi nope doesn't forget his gi you got that yes um, goes gi what's most important to bring i would I would say just about every time, not just time of promotions. I'd say the belt. Have you ever forgot your belt? Never. No? You? No. Never. Have you ever left it behind? Never. You? No, but I'm sure I will tonight. Maybe. <laughs> it's a possibility. No, I have OCD now. Uh, came out of nowhere like two years ago where I triple check everything I do apparently now. Like doors locked and stuff. And yeah. I, Especially I, on the academy, right? I don't, even have, that five I don't times. even have anything where it's taking, and I still check. I don't know. Yeah, and just, uh, you know, the reason I think that we're paranoid about leaving our belt and the reason that I put my belt in my gear bag the very first thing every time whenever I'm done is because at our academy, if you leave your belt, it ends up in the rafters, and you have to be embarrassed by the picture that goes on Facebook of yeah. your belt in the rafters. The rafters. The rafters. <laughs> And, you know, everybody's saying it's tough, but it's fair, mm-hmm. and all that, where it's just really funny. Has anybody ever forgotten it twice? Yeah, yeah. Andy Phil yeah. forgot his twice in two weeks. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Just happened. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. And it's a brand new purple belt, too. Do they have a rope over there? No. I don't know how... The, the last time I saw it, they were getting on people's... like a broom and stuff. Yeah, yeah there was... Yeah, and they whoever does it wraps it around and ties yeah. it in a knot and everything. That theirs is much more cruel than ours. Ours, we just put it by a rope that you can actually climb and and do it. Um, but so yeah, so Schmug, yep, uh, forgot his uh, his belt on the day of promotions. He's he got his blue belt not too long ago, so he didn't figure it was going to be too much of a problem. And unlike our academy, where if you forget your belt, you get to wear the twenty stripe pink belt yeah um their academy they actually give give you a loner belt well the only loner blue belt they had was an a5 and doug is an a3 who schmug oh sorry (laughs) cats out of the bag schluter uh sorry i tried tried to uh make you anonymous but it didn't happen and so so whenever they call him up for the stripe and he's like oh god so so is professor felipe he's like hey um you know, I forgot the belt. He's like, yeah, I gave you the, the learner belt. And just 
pipe down and take the picture. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so I thought that was a hilarious story to share. And I think, I think he mentioned to me that was the only time he's ever forgot his belt. Yeah, I'm sure. It's how it works. It's just life. <laughs> the, one time, <laughs> the one time in his thousands of time classes going to jiu-jitsu he forgets his belts promotions. Yeah. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, promotions, uh, I'm sure everybody recognized on the intro. Uh, I got another stripe. Was happy about that. Uh, you got another. You got a stripe on your blue belt, first one. Yep. Uh, just to disclose, whenever I got my stripe, felt like the energy in the in the class wasn't as big as it could be. So I just I just ran around the whole class slapping hands. I noticed that, and then when I walked up, Steve was like, "Are you gonna do a lap?" And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta you gotta have a little bit of showman or something. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it does getting get a stripe, any promotions as you get, it, it does make you feel good because you're on that path, right? You're on the right path. You're doing what's expected of you and, and learning and getting better. And, um, you know, it, it it's, I, I like our stripes. I'm not, again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The, the promotions mean less and less the further I get along in this journey. I don't feel like I got a blue belt a couple months ago and I don't feel like I've made many steps in a couple months, you know, trying a lot of new stuff. But like, it's funny with the white belt steps, it went from like, I don't know anything to like, the knowledge gain was so much faster because it was from zero, you know? Oh, for sure. So like, I, I could see like, by the time I was a one stripe, I was like maybe starting to spar a little bit. You know? I thought you waited till like three stripes to spar. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to make that disappear. So. <laughs> it's not going to. It's not going to. But like, yeah, then by the time it was like three stripes, I was rolling a little bit and kind of figuring a few things out. By the time I was four stripes, I kind of had a couple ideas of things I wanted to try to do. Um, so the difference in like three stripes there was enormous and probably will be by the time three stripes comes but just this one in particular it's like I don't I don't know I feel like if you would have said that every time I would have said the same thing and me too you know yeah no I 100% agree that whole that. sentence and paragraph was a waste of time I don't think it was a waste of time because <laughs> we'll just you know cut it in now that we're using GarageBand to yeah, that do too. it we'll just cut it in every time we get a stripe or Real, something thinking back now so from zero to one on blue from zero to one on white belt I would have said about the same thing from like two to three on white belt I would have said I don't feel that much different yeah. I never would change that answer, I don't think. I don't think so either. Oh, well. I don't think so either. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a, a, a funny story about Doug. Uh, yeah, I can't. That would... Um, I, we have a friend who forgot their belt of promotions. I'll never forget that either. That was just hilarious, that whole situation. But <laughs> So that's, a, that's an interesting one. Luckily, I've never forgot it. I'm sure I will. Yeah, me Maybe, too. I'm sure everybody does. Me too. I've tried to put processes in place so that I do not forget it at the academy, though. Yeah, I don't know. I, I double-checked that I had a thing. I, like, I'll have my bag, and I pretty much wear what I'm going to wear to jiu-jitsu at this point, and I bring a change of clothes for, like, when I leave. I still, like, double-check my bag four times before I actually... Like, I'll be backing out of the driveway, like, reaching in the bag. I can feel the belt. <laughs> still like, the, yeah, the belt, the rest, I can leave. <laughs> I don't care. That's like... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So... You know, just just putting out there all the belt promotions. We had, we had a ton. We had one, two, three, four, five, 
um, promotions, six promotions to blue belt. Mm-hmm. That's a big step in an academy, you know. Uh, um, so congratulations to Shannon, Dion, uh, Chris, Barry, uh, Joe, and uh, and Joey. Uh, that was a big step, Joey, from his green belt. Been training eleven years. Um, we've talked about him before. Uh, it was it was really emotional. Really a uh, really enjoyed that getting his father John, our professor, to tie his belt on that blue belt. Uh, meant a lot. It meant a lot. I think it meant a lot to everybody there. I'm, I'm sure it meant the most to John and Joey, but but it meant a lot to everybody there. Yeah. No, it's really cool to see. And I think I told Joey the other day. I was like, like you keep seeing every once in a while. John will post a picture of him like a couple years ago and the. It's the difference, not only in jiu-jitsu, but just like size. And it's like everybody else. I was like, everybody else got to beat up on you. As soon as I got here, you were the same size as me and better. Not fair. Everybody else got a couple of years with you being small. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is getting big, strong, everything. Um, and some of the um, the kids in the kids program with Gavin with his yellow belt and Tony with his... Yellow and orange. Yellow, orange. Mm-hmm. Yellow, orange. Yeah. Um, and, and last and certainly not least, someone who I hope will come on the podcast at some point in time because I really uh, look up to him and, and he embodies what a martial artist is. Uh, you know, Charlie teaches our Muay Thai. He's a black belt in judo, teaches our judo class, and is now strapped on that fresh Faija Marom brown yes. belt. Brown belt. Oh, I knew. You knew? Of course. <laughs> you know we got to be working on our Portuguese for Frankiko when we go to origin camp, okay? I, uh, I've been slacking. Yeah, I know. I only know the belts. So. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that was that was a big promotion. Uh, Charlie's someone who's technically phenomenal and is somebody I really love uh, rolling with. And kind of transitions into our next kind of topic and I posted it on the BJJ campaign Facebook page but it was it was the um, YouTube video of Marcelo Garcia with the three modes of training yeah I really like that video me too um I, I watched it the other day and uh it's it's a couple different like takeaways and stuff I, I really like cause I get into that I've been doing a lot better, I think, the last two weeks um, since we took a lesson with John on on some daily HIVA entries and stuff. And that's pretty much as far as I've gotten. But it's enough that it got me out of the constant closed guard syndrome I was having where I just wouldn't open it. Uh, no matter how many weeks in a row I sat here and said I need to just stop doing it or just try a sweep or something. So um, I've finally been able to kind of open up a little bit to the point where I'm forcing myself to do it almost every time um, and not be that conservative. But he goes over the different, you know, a couple of different styles of training um, and he demonstrates demonstrates each one um, for like a minute and a half or two minute round or something. And he does a conservative style and then he does a extremely risky, sloppy, overly aggressive, whatever word you want to say style. And then he does one that kind of balances the two where He's attacking and taking some risks, but he's not being so overly aggressive that he's leaving himself open to lose entire positions and things like that. Yeah, and I think 
I think, and I may be wrong here, and I'm sure the listeners listeners will correct me if I am, but I think that was Gianni, Gri- Gianni Grippo, who was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jiu-jitsu, uh, jiu-jitsu, who he was going up against. And, yeah, I mean, you summed it up very well. And what I liked about what Marcelo said at the very beginning of that was that in training, it's not competition. Therefore, you should be playing risk all the time, right? And and I think he meant, in the context of it, I think that he meant you should be playing risk all the time to where you're putting yourself in those positions to A, defend, and also B, submit. But then he went on later to say that you also have to practice when you're going to take the risk like he did in that third role, mm-hmm. you know, so that you know in a competition what it is. And even if it's not a competition, just simply getting better at jujitsu. Yeah. That's, I just thought it was really, really cool because that's something even, even as aware of it as I am, and I have been, like I have proof of myself saying these things and I'm still going to class and not doing them. You know, I'm saying every week I need to work on sweeps and figure out an open guard for two months and I'm going to class and as soon as I start rolling, my guard's closed and I'm trying to get a triangle or a cross choke. It's like, so, you know, that's with me constantly being like criticizing what I'm doing after class, like looking back and thinking about what I should have done. Maybe not each individual role, but just as an overall theme or concept or whatever or attempted to do, you know? So I think it's good to be, definitely good to be aware of it because even in my case, knowing it, I'm still not, you know, opening up. And that's not necessarily risks like I'm trying to do my cool, sweet uh, cartwheel guard pass, which I'm proficient at. Super you know, good at seems that. Seems kind of risky. Really good at that. Um, I'm very proficient at that now. So, like, that I almost got that on legs the other night, and by almost, I mean not at all. Yeah. We're about the same level of <laughs> proficiency. So... I'm I'm shockingly good at cartwheels though. I found them pretty easy yeah. to do. I was kind of surprised. I'm not bad myself. I haven't I like when we were doing the warm ups. I think the judo class was like the first time I had done a cartwheel in like yeah twenty years or something. And sure. I was like, oh, I'd I be, can do these. I'd be worried if it wasn't the first time that you did them in twenty years. Yeah, I mean, do them all just the time. practice, practice <laughs> your cartwheels. It's getting the mail. So uh, just like skipping when we do that warm ups. <laughs> <laughs> uh, get water after class. You can stop skipping. So, so but uh, yeah. So like the cartwheel one, obviously, is like a risky technique, you know. But I, I mean, I look at it more just in my overall rolling, where it's you know like I won't even want to open the guard, and that's being hyper conservative all the time, as far as I'm concerned. Where I should, if I don't ever start doing it, and I I say it all the time, but if I don't ever start doing it, I'm never gonna figure it out, you know. And I finally the last couple weeks started forcing myself to do it, and I'm. Of course, I'm having fun with it, same as everything else. Not not only uh, not only will you um, not get better at open guard, but you also won't get better at guard recovery. Yeah, it or, will impede your progress in guard recovery, right? Because you're when you're opening your guard, inherently you've got more risk of being passed, right? Mm-hmm. And, and but I'm going to go back and I'm going to play devil's advocate to what you were talking about about you know get getting upset with yourself or or, or saying to yourself that you needed to. You needed to open up. 
I feel like that time that you spent in closed guard was time well spent because I feel like I don't spend enough time in closed guard. I'd rather open up immediately and work from that. Whereas my closed guard game is not as refined as what yours, yours is. And I think it's just that working on that. And that's something I am going to work on. Mm-hmm. But working on that, um, I think working on that really helped your jiu-jitsu. I think that, that you having those closed guard attacks, especially you being one of the smaller people, it's important for you to have the closed guard attacks, mm-hmm. right? I mean, to threaten so that you don't get past, your guard doesn't get broken, those sort of things. So I think, I think while I agree, yeah, work that open guard, I think, I think that was time well spent for you in the closed guard. Yeah. I, again, I, I don't really think there's a way doing like training jiu-jitsu that you can necessarily waste your time. I feel like you're always learning right. stuff. I just, for me, like personal growth-wise, um, when you kind of know you have nothing, you know, like I know I don't have sweeps. I know I don't have a lot of options from the top because I don't fight for it, number one. Um, and I don't, that's mainly it. You know, even when I get there, I don't have a lot of options because I don't fight to get there in the first place. I will accept being on the bottom in the closed guard willingly most times. And it's just the past three months or whatever is when I started, might be longer than that. I don't know. But like the last couple of months, I remember Dan talking to me one day, I think maybe around Thanksgiving, which is way longer than three months ago now. I was told you need to get on top. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Jiu-jitsu is hard. Yes. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> that it is. But I think the, obviously the reason I, you know, have liked the open guard idea is it keeps people away from you. Easier sweeps. You know, it's, it's easier for me to essentially like trip somebody or take their whole balance away when they're standing than it is for me to flower sweep somebody when they can post their, you know, hand, because I'm not good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And have you worked any, in, um, aside from the, the positional sparring that we've done, any in half guard with that? Half guard? No, not really. Is that something I do, you're I thinking just, about? Yeah, I still just do the same couple things all the time. I'm just either trying to, like, kind of, from the bottom, it's always trying to get back to the close guard. From the top, it's always trying to... Uh, kind of like either head and arm, like smash pass, like a head and arm, or just take them out, kind of pass. Same one, or knee cut, kind of the other side. I don't really, like it's super rare that I'll be kind of going for a head and arm and then transition to like attacking the arm bar or something on the arm that's out, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm isolating. Yeah. It's super rare that I get there. Yeah. I love the half guard. Now, you know, with, with James Clearman's, uh opposite side half guard that he did and we posted on the Facebook page it reminded me I rarely play you know I'm always on my right hip whenever I'm in half guard and I've been playing that left hip in half guard and that's it's weird mm-hmm. it's weird but it's fun it's fun and really it's going to that you really do have to on most techniques train both sides and that's that's uh, that's every time and I'm left handed every time you left handed? Inside joke, folks. Um, yes, I am left-handed, uh, but every time that I do that, it feels weird. 
that going to opposite side, whether it's a move or playing the half guard. But guess what? In very short time, I've kind of acclimatized myself to that left, and I'm I'm working the same sweeps that I would work whenever yeah. I'm in. in I feel like it's easier the second time because you know the steps. You're just reversing them in your head versus trying to remember the order and the timing and the feeling and everything. I feel like the second side should be a little bit easier. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree. Although it still does get confused and jumbled up in my yeah, head. Yeah, it probably does because every time I go... I don't know if it was last Friday or the Friday before, but Ryan went to do that standard like knee in the middle guard break. And he did it the other way. It was like Not putting the right knee in? Yeah. He, he put the left knee yeah. in? Yeah. I was like, who... I was like, who breaks the guard that way? What are you doing? I was like, you're doing it wrong. I was like, you're going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, the one strike blue belt telling Ryan the black belt. You're, yeah, oh, but I actually, though, I, I'm like, literally, I, was, I asked him, I'm like, why are you going that? I was like, nobody goes that way. I was like, I can't flower sweep you the normal way. Why are you going the other way? I was like, what am I supposed to do here? And he just laughs. And he goes, he goes I don't know why I learned it that way, but I, I break the guard the other way. I'm like. He's like, exactly. Nobody I'm, does it. I'm totally lost. Totally lost. Going, he just all he did was put his other knee in the middle. I'm like, now what? Yeah. Yeah. Jiu-jitsu's hard. It is hard, but I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm I'm saying it as kind of a documentation of where I'm at. Just having the second stripe on my blue belt, and honestly, Phil, um, though I'm still a very slow learner at jujitsu, honestly, in the last month. I've felt the techniques whenever it's teaching them, whenever John's teaching them or Ryan's teaching them. I've felt them, uh, even if it's a new technique, I'm able to grasp it just from the concepts that have already been, that foundation that's already been laid. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like I'm grasping the, the moves, new moves in particular, better and learning details more efficiently now than I ever have. And, and again, it's more of a documentation more than anything. And um, I'm, I'm super excited about that. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I think that every time it's, it's awesome because every time, you know, I've seen our, our fundamentals curriculum, I don't know how many times, 20 times? Six. <laughs> no, it's way more than six times. But, you know, and I always pick up a new detail. But now I feel like I'm... Ref- refining and working on those details that I pick up actually instead of just trying to do the move. So it's it's an interesting, it's been an interesting and a fun, uh, fun part of this campaign that we're on uh, here in the last couple of months because of that. Yeah. No, that's cool. And just to tie it back though, I would, I would check out that video if you get a chance because it's cool. It's always cool to hear somebody else say the same kind of thing and I think I learn a little bit. Everybody seems to say it a little bit different. And then sometimes it clicks, sometimes it doesn't, whatever. Um, <clears throat> but it was cool on the different ways to train because I think people get stuck kind of doing what works or what's comfortable because I do it. Everybody so, does it, know, man. So Everybody does it. And, and um, I think pushing yourself past that is what makes it better. Because in my head, it's like I have the closed guard. I feel like it's not going to go away, you know, if I can threaten other stuff and then people fall into the closed guard, I feel it's just going to make it that much easier. And, you know, I'll give an example, and and I didn't do this for the longest time, but I'll give an example of, um, you know, especially those that you train that are either better than you or of the same level than you, 
before I would do everything I could to retain guard, right? I mean, that's that's what I would do. And then, especially if it's a five-minute round, you know, when they passed guard, it was three and a half minutes into the round. We weren't getting in many positions other than closed guard, which, in my opinion, is a useless role if if that's the way you do it. And and I'm not saying that I'm letting people pass my guard because I'm not. I'm just, I'm just not trying... I'm trying more things that give them the opportunity to, to pass the guard, but also give me the opportunity to get more sweeps or to get more submission attempts or things of that nature. And plus, I'm doing them right off the bat such that it, we have time to get in different positions. And guess what? Yeah. If I can't recover and, and they, they catch me, great. We're going to reset and we're still going to get in more positions and I'm going to get better at defense and, and all of those elements that we've gone through. Yeah, I think a lot of people do that. I, like, I <coughs> can't count how much time I spent in that stacking position, and I'm still fine there. Like, if you stack me, I can deal with it. It's not like a... I mean, not if I stack you, but... Oh, yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I can deal with it for longer than people seem to think I'm going to. Right. You know, it's not like for a sure killer position for me for whatever reason, but I've also gotten better at kind of spinning out and recovering guard and just not dealing with it, because most times when I just stay in that stack position for a long time, I'm just... Delay, like I, what did Jeremy the one said it or L or whatever said you like if you have no plan you're not doing anything right yeah so that him saying that didn't necessarily factor in because I'm not smart enough to put that together until just until now. just now <laughs> but but that's kind of the point where it's like I'm not accomplishing anything so I might as well either let him pass try to recover not let him pass but they've already passed yeah yeah stop fighting this last step figure out a way to recover or just. They're going to pass and start trying to shrimp away and recover, get a knee and whatever, because I'm not going to just magically kick them away with the back of my leg off no, my nose. Not like while you're being stuck. I'm already way too late. Move on, you know? So, same, same thing. Perfect. Yeah, never fails. That's the time to switch to our next subject. That's <laughs> the, uh, the segue indicator is what they call that. Now, if we didn't have to restart the podcast so many times today because I was laughing like an idiot um, beforehand, <laughs> we would have been done by now. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, did you want to talk about the uh, how you really enjoy the Facebook Facebook groups um, dealing with jujitsu uh, and some of the posts that they've had lately? Yeah, we we can we can go over some of those because like, I don't I don't know because like I guess there's just weird people everywhere. It's just like amazing some of the things that you read, like they're legitimate. I can't tell because like that's also the kind, that's also the kind of thing I would think would be hilarious to just write and just see what people respond with. To summarize the post that uh, that Phil is speaking of, uh, someone posted in one of the forums that we're both in that um, they didn't feel that their coach was teaching them jujitsu that was applicable to them. Right. Didn't work for them. The stuff they were doing, um, they couldn't do in live roles. Didn't work for them. So what should they do? Should they try to do private lessons um, or, you know, YouTube videos or buy DVDs? Yeah, don't laugh yet. This is a serious question. Or buy DVDs because jujitsu doesn't work. Or buy DVDs. So it's like... On the one hand, I could see somebody like me with my stupid sense of humor typing that out, thinking, this is hilarious, people are going to take this serious, and they're going to really respond, I can't wait. You know, on the other hand, like... I 100% think he was trolling. Like, because some questions you just see, and these arguments that you read sometimes, you're just mind-blown. 
Yeah. So, yeah. If, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I didn't respond to it, but... I would love to know what techniques don't work. I, I don't know. I mean, well, a lot for me, but that's because I'm not good at them. Yeah, so what techniques don't work? Oh no, the technique works fine. I just I just yeah. don't do it right. That's one of my that's one of my favorite jokes too. When somebody shows me something, I'm like, yeah, that technique doesn't work. I, I don't like it. But yeah, no, I just have a whole thing to just. I don't know. I was dying laughing. I had to send you the screenshot. Make sure you saw it. Um, you get so upset over those things, though. Sometimes, yeah. You really do. I I remember when I realized like, all right, I'm finally getting mad at somebody on the internet, and uh, I can't believe they just won. <laughs> they did win. <laughs> They did win. <laughs> yeah, happens. Totally. But yeah, no, I just thought that one was hilarious. We'll have to uh, we'll have to figure out a way to like anonymously re- repost these hilarious yeah. questions. Maybe, so, yeah, so maybe we'll way. just maybe we'll just troll the BJJ campaign podcast Facebook page. Just and repost put those. Up. Yeah, see what people say. <laughs> Man, maybe that would be a great question next time we have like a really proficient. Like black belt guest, just ask. Yeah, him. yeah. Jujitsu doesn't work for me. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I possibly be that. You're I gonna suck. have to ask that question. I'm not gonna. So, ask. <laughs> just absurd. <laughs> but it was funny. No, it, I mean it is funny. Uh, it, it's hilarious, and so I want to go. I want to go into something else, uh, another topic, and that is um, kind of related to that post, right? You said the techniques didn't work for him. Well. I think I kind of found a hack to, and I hope John's not listening. He's in he's in Florida having a great time training. He's probably not listening. But I think I found a hack to getting your professor to train the techniques that you want to be trained. What's that? True or false, Phil? Do you think? I don't know. What do you think? What's the hack? The hack is it's not really a hack, right? It's it's get super obsessed with one thing that they teach in an advanced class and then drill it before the class and let them see and multiple people drill it before the class mm-hmm. and let them see it and then they expand upon that in the next advanced class. Seems like that works. It did work. I don't know if it did work, but I want to say it did work. Yeah. I think... Um, I think... No matter what they show, you you're gonna be happy with it. I know, but I felt <laughs> like it, it was speaking to me though, Phil. Joey had me cracking up because that's what we've had the inside joke back and forth forever. Anytime one of us had missed a class, it would immediately be a text after the class like, "Oh yeah, we did that thing." Best class ever. Yeah, you missed out big time. <laughs> like you would have solved all these problems for you, and uh, Joey did that because I found a mounted triangle. Like I just scroll on Facebook and this video comes up and I'm like. See the position? I'm like, that looks like what we did. And there it is. You know, so I shared it to a chat group. And Joey's like, I missed one class. And I just started dying because that's, you know, what we've always said. Yeah, and then we all post, yeah, best class ever. Yeah. Make sure it gets rubbed in. Yeah. That's how you get more people to show up. It's It works. It's marketing. It's what it is. Yeah, that was funny whenever Joey, as the class after his blue belt. Yeah, showed up late. Showed up yeah. late just for rolling. Yeah. We ribbed him a little bit. Oh, yeah, new blue belt, she uh, showing up just for rolling now. Don't need the technique anymore. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. 
Um, uh, the, the last topic that we're going to kind of take a look at is, um, it was one, where I don't remember where the post was or if it was just somebody talking, oh no, somebody just chatting about um, things conditioning wise that you can do outside of jiu-jitsu to have better conditioning with jiu-jitsu. Yeah. What's your thoughts? I think like running, I would assume. Running and the other stuff. What is that other stuff? The hit workout stuff? I would assume those would be the big ones. I've heard that. I've heard swimming. Swimming would make sense. Yeah, I've heard swimming. Um, the biggest response to that, whenever that gets posted anywhere, is to do more jujitsu. Yeah. To do longer rounds. I would say that's the best cardio you could do for it. Um, However, if you weren't able to get there, if mm-hmm. you're like if you're just there's just no way you're gonna be able to train more than twice a week, I would assume the other things, <clears throat> anything that helps for anything else, I would assume is gonna help. I think any interval training, so anytime you get your heart rate up, just like jujitsu, right? Yeah. Anytime that you do those bursts, you know, maybe it's maybe it's uh, mountain biking where you're going up and down hills and really. Uh, doing that intervals type training where you get your heart rate up and then let it go back down, get your heart rate up, let it go back down. I think that interval training really does well for it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce something else that I think is oftentimes overlooked. Not all the time, but oftentimes overlooked. And that is um, it. What helped me kind of come to this realization was a John whenever he told me to breathe. You know, that, that's what got me to this realization. But also, um, doing the Wim Hof breathing method, uh, Iceman, and also taking yoga. When you're rolling? No, <laughs> outside. This is outside of jiu-jitsu, Phil. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you do it right now? Can no, I'm not doing the Wim <laughs> Let, Ladies and gentlemen, look up Iceman Wim Hof breathing method, for God's sake. I would love to see you defending a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I did, Phil. I did, and I'm serious about it. So, if you would, please stop laughing. Dude, oh man. Get the microphone, would you? Um, (laughs) But, but, uh, no, I I think that, that outside, I think it's really important to have control of your breathing, and I think there's a lot of things that teach you that control of your breath, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, um, hot yoga, or the Wim Hof breathing method. I think that that a lot of people that don't have the control of that breath, I think it really it really show, rears its head in feeling like you're not conditioned. Did you see Jeremy's video with his like ask professor about the video about the guy who goes too hard? What he told him to do? I, I can't remember if I did. So he had the guy the question was, I go too hard during rolls or whatever. How do I address that? Um, people have told me I'm a spaz kind of <clears throat> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it applies to the breathing too because I think this all translates. He had the guy only... He was only allowed to breathe out of his nose. Yeah. So that's going to slow him down dramatically. There's a third thing I'm going to forget. But the second thing he had him do was 
say the technique out loud before he did it. So that did two things for him, I guess, which was allow, number one, made him actually think and do something he knows. And um, again, going back to that, I'll never forget him saying, like, where in your mind map is that? Right? I'll never forget that. So, uh, so it made him, allowed him to think of, and told him basically what's going through his head as he rolls. He sees that as a, as a acceptable next technique for the situation, you know, so it kind of feeds back to him of, of how he's thinking and what he thinks is good, which then allows him to go back and say, you know, when you're here, you can probably look to do this instead, or why do you think that's a good idea? And, you know, but that slowed, I guess, slowed the guy down enough <clears throat> and got some information back and forth. I thought that was a neat, neat thing. We've done similar stuff with, uh, John does a drill, jujitsu chess, um, where there's no resistance um, and you kind of go back and forth and, and each person does a move technique. Um, so that's a similar idea. You're not saying it out loud, but you're just doing it. Um, <clears throat> I think maybe combining the two would be an interesting I, exercise. I totally agree. I, I think that, that that's one of the big things too in controlling your breath and, and that sort of thing is that you actually have a plan of what to do from those positions. And that mind map is Jeremy Arell yeah. uh, alluded to. Uh, so I think the breathing out of the nose would be, obviously, if you might freak some people out, if you were just like, scissor sweep, like, <laughs> that would be kind of weird. I get why you might not want to do that uh, if you're... <laughs> if you're <laughs> so, <laughs> so that would be weird. Don't do that, maybe. Um, what? Well, but you, if you, you want to tell your yourself. training partners, right? I mean, listen, you, you talk to your training partners and be like, hey, I got this advice from the professor. I'm going to try to do it. Don't think I'm a freaking weirdo because <laughs> yeah. then people are just going to be making fun of you and it would be, I mean, it would be hilarious. <laughs> would else, be hilarious. But, 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 you know, he's really trying to make his jiu-jitsu better. So, so that's good. But cool. if you're working with somebody and you do bring that up and do it, maybe with your, if you're able to get your coach professor there to, listen so you can get some feedback um that would be cool but i think one thing you definitely do on your own because like i'll what i try to do is pay attention to how much i'm sweating when i get started because i go that's like my like easiest test right so like breathe always breathing hard at the end is one way to know how hard i've been going but if i can get through the first roll without breaking like a major sweat i'm usually pretty happy with that no matter who it is mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's like that just kind of shows me control level or whatever yeah self-control level you know i sweat a lot so that's not gonna happen for me once it yeah once it starts there's yeah. no obviously turning that off but <laughs> like the, that's why i'm saying usually in the first roll it's i'm always sweating but there's yeah that good lather yeah yeah, I get yeah. It. um and i would say the biggest thing for me with conditioning is, is doing jujitsu but not just the thing is, I want to, you know, like mm -hmm. my conditioning got better because I wanted to do it. And so I did more of it because it was fun. I hate lifting weights. It's, it's, it's a hassle for me to, to get myself to, to run or do any of those things. I, I don't want to. You know, it's hard um, on your joints, man. I mean, run is hard on your joints. I mean, if you want to do something, you know, stationary bike or anything like that, that's less impact on your joints 
that's what, like I said, the interval training, that sort of thing, whenever you're doing that, I think that's, that's definitely a way to get your, um, get your conditioning out. So I'm like, to me though, that I would never really choose to do any strength and conditioning outside of jujitsu just because I hate doing it. Yeah. The side effect of me liking jujitsu a lot is I'm in pretty good shape and I can roll for a long time. Uh, Cool. And it's you because can eat cookies. It's, yes, and because it's fun, you know. Like I, if, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I can't. The the conditioning outside is tough for me because I hate doing it. Same here. I don't do. It. I mean, other than body weight stuff for strength, uh, you know, I really don't. I really don't do things outside of jujitsu. And again, because it's so fun, I want to do it as much as possible. So, if my situation ever changes to where I could only train twice a week I'm sure I would be doing stuff outside yeah. um, I'm just gonna hope it doesn't come to that it never will yeah but I mean I don't know to me it's like if I'm gonna go work out I think most people take like 30 to 45 minutes or something and then I'm assuming driving to the gym and stuff like just go to jiu-jitsu yeah I agree like if you are gonna take a block of time but I, I mean I, get it. I guess some people work out at home I mean, I do, but I only have, like, pull-up stuff, you know? It's not like I have... Yeah, you know, kettlebell, like, pull-up, that's all you stuff, need. You know? Um, I don't know. But conditioning, I think, doing jiu-jitsu is going to give you the best results, and for me, it's also the most fun. I get the most out of that, so that's my conditioning program. Yeah, agreed. No, I'm right there with you. But, you know, I just didn't want to address it because one of, one of our listeners asked us about it, so I, I didn't want to... Yeah. Kind of give our thoughts. I mean, listen, we're not strength and conditioning. But experts. like you like mountain biking and stuff, so yeah. I could see I could see that being beneficial, you know. But oh, you're also sure. enjoying doing it. Yeah, that's it's that, not like exercise. Yeah, it's not so like I'm like going out like, to do something. You know, if you like hiking and stuff, I could see how maybe you want to yeah. hike and push the pace or something. But yeah. you're doing what you you know you like. Um, so that's how jujitsu is for me. It's that's exercise, but. I don't view it as exercise, obviously. I view it as... It's the side effect, not yeah. the uh, not the main cause. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, again, we're not experts on strength and conditioning. I've listened to a lot of strength and conditioning stuff on Joe Rogan and other yeah. podcasts. But, um, I did but, when I got started. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. And and asked this very same question whenever yeah. I got started too. Yeah. And, yeah, people... I mean, it's, it's always the same answers. You know, and then there's different body types and stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So, Philly, tell people how uh, they can support the BJJ Campaign Podcast, the warriors out there. YouTube. Yep. Twitter. Instagram. Facebook. At BJJ Cam- Campaign Podcast. On all of them. Yeah. Um, the website is, uh, is there. Um, Buy a shirt. Get one of the sweet BJJ campaign podcast shirt. I think we have a couple left. Yeah. Um, Going fast, folks. The, oh, what was I going to say? We're going to talk about like recovery stuff again soon, but we'll have the CBD stuff on there that you can get. Yep. Um, one of our newer sponsors to the program, uh, Green Compass uh, CBD Oil. Uh, they have oils, creams, all um, organically raised, tested, uh, uh, all right here in North Carolina. So very excited about that. Um, and the YouTube stuff will be slowly improving as we improve some other stuff here. So, 
um, clips and, and things like that. Of <clears throat> I'd like to get the instructional of Jeff doing the uh, the Wim Hof method to get out of bottom <laughs> side control. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I will do that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, also, folks, if if uh, if you like us and you do jujitsu, you probably have friends that do jujitsu. Heck, you may be like Phil and his only friends do jujitsu. Hundred percent, best only kind to have. <laughs> do jujitsu, uh, and and if that's the case, let them know about the podcast. Um, you know, maybe they can find some benefit out of it as well. Uh, leave a review, anything like that. Also for females and stuff, just another shout out for AJ's podcast. Yeah. I'm caught up on that. I just listened to two of them yesterday again. Yeah. She's got four and now, her and Jim? Five. Five now? Yeah, they've four. done the first one. They did a self-defense one. They did a competition one. They did the women's camp. And that's four. Yeah, she's got 150 Maybe people, I think, signed up for... I thought it was four, but... Maybe it's four. Uh, 150 people signed up for... 150 women signed up yeah. for her camp, which is incredible. Yeah. So and everything's through the female perspective because I, you know, figured they'd have some different stuff. So they bring up a couple different things that are different if you're a female. So check that out for sure. Especially yeah. and if you know somebody, let them know. AJ's podcast is Beauty and the Ghee. Yep. Uh, on iTunes and all the same places. AJ Klingerman and Jenna Eats. So yeah, yeah, great podcast. Shout out to them. Um, but uh, folks, if you're out there trying to get better, do something to get better every day. We try to. We choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game, you're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat, we put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.